Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds one. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornrows Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler. Uh, we're coming at you with another episode of Pacers After Dark. After Tuesday night's victory over the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Tom, how are you doing today? Or I guess tonight, I should say. Yeah, it is definitely the night. We're uh, uh, doing a little better than after that Philly game. Nice, nice bounce back um, for the for the Pacers tonight to uh, take out the Grizzlies. And, and really, they just overwhelmed them with, you know, for one, three-point shooting and, um, um, and, and made their uh, stingy defense give up 134 points. So, pretty good night overall. Yeah, I mean, just to speak on the shooting, Pacers shot almost 60% from the field, uh, 55% from three, and a very nice 69% Oof. from the line. I mean, they had they they were hitting everything tonight. And it's not even that, that the Grizzlies were terrible on defense. It's just offensively, it, it was all there tonight. I yeah, mean, one of those nights. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the first things that I want to talk about, too, and, and uh, that was brought up with Nate Bjorkman. I mean, Jeremy Lamb was just insane from outside the mm. yard tonight. He was taking heaters. Like, I mean, we, we, we're, I'm not accustomed yeah. to seeing a Jeremy Lamb heat check. And we saw a Jeremy Lamb heat check tonight and, and he hit it, finished five of seven from three. Um, and he had that, that runner too. Um, they handed him a grenade with about four and a half seconds left on the clock. <laughs> runner did not fall, yeah. but he got, he got the foul out of it. I mean, he's just been, he's been so good. I mean, 19 so points solid. tonight was, uh, his defense has been nice too. Um, at least gives just, you know, somebody who's long and, and, is trying out there, uh, which counts for a lot. Um, just really darn good tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned this before, but it, I mean, I'm so confident when he's shooting a, a three pointer now, uh, yeah. especially when he's open. I feel like, you know, when he could barely move during his rehab, he must have just been out there shooting and shooting and shooting because he couldn't do anything else because uh, that scope looks really nice. And the results, I mean, that it's just, incredible how he had just come in and hit the hit the ground running from day one and, and been productive and uh again it's like oh my goodness could you imagine this guy as your sixth man be nice. yeah no exactly that's kind of a I that's a, another thing that that Nate talked about in the post compressor he was asked about you know the idea of TJ and Karis coming back and has he been, has he been thinking about that at all and he said that he hasn't you know just thinking about them as humans and, and getting back to to being healthy but it's something that, like, obviously, I mean, I think about that too, but um, it's hard not to think about that, Tom, with how I good know. he's looked. And, I mean, we've never really gotten to see him get that extended run as a six-man. I mean, he played, what, four know, games man. as a six-man to start the year last year and before injuries set in. And then he's uh, he plays a, a few games before uh, he has his injury after Vic comes back. Um, I mean, it's it, – And even then, you know, I mean – wasn't you know Victor was back, but he wasn't back back. So oh yeah, I mean uh, before Malcolm uh, Malcolm went out, um, so he had to play again. But yeah, regardless, I mean we we've never yeah. really gotten to see him in his ideal role yet. So it just uh, it right. highlights how exciting that is for him. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
obviously, I mean, we can shift right away to talking about Domas having, uh, you know, tying his career high. I was a little bit, a little bit on edge with him coming back with uh, with five <laughs> minutes left, but. Um, yeah, I was going to chastise you on Twitter, but I thought I'd better leave it alone. That was fine. That's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to talk about minutes. Uh, it's fu- we've already we've hashed it out so much. It's fine, you know. Or it's not really. It's we're just not going to talk about it. Uh, but Domas yeah, was incredible tonight. I mean, 13 to 15 from the floor, got to the oh, line yeah. a bunch. Um, the only downside to it was that he made Xavier Tillman look like an average defender, and Xavier Tillman's a very good defender, and I like Xavier Tillman a lot. So uh, that was that was a little sad for me to see. Awesome for Domas, uh, but he made Xavier Tillman look like a uh, a traffic cone a few times. Um, was just insane in the block. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he you know when you're over twenty and ten at the half, uh, things are going well, and and. Um, yeah, his his efficiency. There's been nights, you know, where he's put up these some of these big numbers, but hasn't been that efficient tonight. It was just everything was going well, and um, and even you know, um, Miles Turner he got some extended run in the second half to get those numbers up, but still, um, I I loved in that first half. You know, Turner had two assists, but they were just sweet passes to Domas for easy buckets, and. Uh, I just love the, the way those guys are playing together um, when, when they're out there and, and just being so assertive and active, especially on, on Miles' front. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, you know, I was like, Domas coming in, he must be wanting to go for that career high. He gave him about two, uh, two, two and a half minutes, and uh, he tied it. He wasn't able to. There were a couple, couple of plays coming down there. I think Aaron kind of botched up a play, could have got on the bucket, but. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll have to, uh, hey, is that, that Aaron slander that I hear coming from your side? Oh man, that that was one of the better plays for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow, rough night, okay. rough night. Yeah, no, he did he did struggle, but he was a little bit better down the yeah. end. But he he had some good defensive yeah. plays too. Um, but yeah, offensively was not his game after his career high, or not career high, but his his season high. Yeah, yeah, he he just and he actually obviously after his run in the first half, he really didn't played until it was garbage time so well kind of garbage time um but uh but yeah it it seemed like there was a lot of discussion of him uh on the, on the broadcast and discussion from the players and everybody's you know focusing on the defense and and where he needs to improve and so it seems like he's he's got a little focus on here um as far as trying to take another step and and push this team further, especially, you know, right now when they're looking at this eight-man rotation, if you, you've got to get, um, you know, that defensive part of his game going. And I know I mentioned this before as well. I mean, a lot of times you can see, you know, there's a lot of communication when he's out there, uh, guys trying to, you know, get him right on, on that defensive end. Um, but really for him, it's, it's a matter of, you know, working on that ball pressure and, and being that active guy and, you know, He's got a, a great mentor out there with TJ McConnell once. So yeah. um it's it's just tapping into that if he can if he can do that to improve. Yeah, certainly. And um, you know, before we, we even, you know, press on, I do want to go back to talking about Domas and, and the team as a whole. Um, I thought as good as Domas was offensively, I thought it was pretty solid tonight defensively too. After he really I mean, part of it was having a really tough matchup for him um in that game against Philadelphia. But I felt like tonight 
Uh, mm-hmm. he, he did a really solid job defensively and was pretty active in help and, and wasn't getting lost off ball, um, which was huge. Um, and overall, I just thought this was one of the better defensive performances of the season. I mean, John Morant is one of the best players in basketball, um, probably the best driver that they've faced so far this year, and they held him to 10 points. Um, that was huge. Uh, they, I don't, I don't want to say that they made him a non-factor tonight. He obviously was a factor. It's, um, but regardless, I mean, I, I was expecting this to be a pretty significant matchup coming in. And it's not all just on Miles for deterring him from the rim. I mean, Miles was fantastic tonight. Yeah. Five blocks could have had six or seven. Um, and a, a lot of it's just the guys being able to sink in driving lanes and, and get out to shooters. So I thought it was just a really impressive night defensively. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, I mean, the way Memphis plays, too, I mean, they attack the rim. Oh, yeah, Holy they were very active. And um, and I, as a, at the start of the game, you know, they were, like you say, they were filming the land. They were prepared um, and, you know, creating bad shots or turnovers. And I was like, man, I hope they can keep this up because, you know, we, we've seen this kind of go sideways with a team like that that attacks. But – um, they were they were able to stymie him in there, and uh, it was it was pretty impressive. Uh, I think you know it also goes. It's kind of funny. There's, I think this is kind of a bigger picture comment, but you know you, you see these guys from night to night, and you just think they're pros. They should be ready to play no matter what, and give their best and play their best. You know, and obviously that doesn't happen every night. Or not only human, but also you know. Everybody's in a different spot mentally, and mm-hmm. and things don't always come together like that. But it, it always has amazed me over the years how, um, especially a team that doesn't practice much, they don't get much practice during the season. When they take that time and then they end up having a practice, it usually shows up so so much. And and you know there was a lot of talk about all the film work they did, and then having a practice and um, trying to to learn from from the from the uh, Philly uh, breakdown and then also get prepared to go. And I mean, they couldn't have been more prepared for this game. Um, and they all came out and, and it showed. Um, so it, it just, you know, some of those things are so basic and fundamental that you think of in like junior high basketball. Um, but it, it still stands, stands to be a truth um, at the highest level of the game. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's a really great point to bring up. Um, so another thing that I want to mention, too, in terms of the defense, obviously, uh, it's something that I kind of want to write on, too. But something that I, I felt really stood out tonight is watching Miles and, and how he, he's how active he is defensively. I think a lot of times there's a tendency to just think, OK, well, Miles blocks shots. That's what he does defensively. Um, and you can get, you know, obviously a little bit more space on talk. Well, you know, he can switch on the guys a little bit. More importantly, he's great at playing the pick and roll. Um, just very awesome as a backline helper. But then I think tonight too, uh, it helped. It felt like the, uh, the broadcast noise was turned down a little bit and you could hear the, the, maybe it was just on mine. It felt like you could hear a lot more on the court tonight. Um, And it's something that I've always noticed because you can see it, but um, you could hear it tonight too, with how, how active miles is in calling out assignments um, Mm -hmm. for everyone else on the back end. I think that's something where, you know, you and I, and especially Caitlin, you know, going back through and, rewatching games you, you notice that kind of stuff but i think that's something that's been really different in miles the last uh, like year or two you know he's been obviously really good at that um for a little bit now but i think that's something that really stands out this year 
there have been guys who are really good rim protectors that, that, that have, you know, played pretty much anywhere. Like, but there's a reason why guys like Hassan Whiteside don't become, I mean, he was all defense. He probably shouldn't have been, but um, that's, that's a whole other podcast, but uh, why miles blocking four shots is a lot different than Hassan Whiteside blocking four shots because miles is out there um, doing things to, to bolster the entire team's defense. It's not just one guy. Yeah. And, and he, I think he really wants that, wants that role uh, to be that kind of quarterback back who's seeing the whole court in front of him and able to, you know, help uh, get guys in the right spots or, or, you know, call out what's going on. And uh, you're right. It's, it's those little things are so valuable. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like, the block shots in some ways are almost <laughs> overshadowing yeah. his overall play because Definitely. we, you know, there's, you know, there's been so many times where he's done things that just don't show up in the box score, but he's deterred a guy from even thinking about shooting, let alone, you know, you know, um, altering shots and things like that, that you can't see, even though they might not show up in the box score, but, um, uh, and then, you know, I feel like his rebounding effort has been uh, a lot better and more assertive mm-hmm. and, and obviously his offensive game. And, I, and, and maybe that's what really all of the sort of play across the board, but um, yeah, you got to give him the credit. And, and when he um, comes in like game tonight, um, you know, this team is really hard to handle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you're speaking on the assertiveness too. He only had one offensive rebound. I say only. I mean, that's uh, probably right around what he normally does. Uh, it's around one or two. Mm-hmm. It's not anything crazy. Um, but I mean, he perfectly sealed his man, uh, and that was fantastic. Like seeing him uh, fight for position, being able to maintain it. Um, also, too, finished with three assists tonight. Something that uh, you know, it, even just since writing that that article about how his offense is, has improved, um, he's. A, doing some passes on the move that that has not been something we have ever really seen from him. He had like one or two passes out of the short roll tonight um, that were, they weren't completely on target, but they didn't go out of bounds. So I think that's, that's progress. So I thought that was cool to see. Um, It was also a little bit funny too, because I, I tweeted out like probably uh, halfway through the first half or not, no, that's one quarter, like halfway through the second quarter. I mean um, that it looked like he was, you know, passing out of some shots that, that we'd been accustomed to, to seeing him shoot over the last 10 or 15 games. Um, but then he really turned it on. So that was that was really exciting to see him down the stretch, really uh, maintain that aggression and finding shots and, and being active on the offensive end. Yeah, you know, it, it did start out kind of as a game that I thought, well, maybe he's not going to be that big offensive impact tonight. And, um, but I love the second assist to, to uh, Domas to go back to what you're saying yes. about some of those on the move. It was just because I, I was thinking, uh oh, here comes an awkward shot. And all of a sudden, zip. Their chemistry together for, for, has really started to grow. And that has been yeah. so cool to watch offensively. Like they're both, it's not just one <laughs> way, like they're both good at finding each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, it, I mean, I guess you could say he let the game come to him a little bit. And, I mean, he ends up, you know, getting more run in the second half and and helps put the game away um, down the stretch uh, because he, you know, he, he was more of a focal point being out there. And, but, you know, 
it's nice for to him to have that role as well, where you know he doesn't have to, um, you know, he only had took 13 shots overall. So uh, it's a good good night for him, and and that again, the more consistent impact um, is is huge. So now tomorrow night we're back against elite company. So it, you know it's time to see if these guys can come consistent and. Um, stay on the attack against uh tough bucks team yeah i uh i definitely agree we uh we have a we have a lot of thoughts on that um and you know i want to talk about malcolm brogdon tj mcconnell a couple other things too before we get out of here uh so i am going to take us to a break really quick and we'll be right back all right welcome back so uh I, i'm not ready to talk about the bucks game quite yet let's finish up on this one um Malcolm Brogdon found that reverse layup, uh, you know, the up and under reverse layup that he's uh, we've 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 really gotten uh, used to seeing him pull off. Uh, he refound mm-hmm. it tonight, or I, I guess I should just say he found it. You can't refine something, um, or I guess you can. I don't know. The English language is funny, and I have have certainly not mastered it yet. But uh, regardless, he found that shot again tonight, and it was beautiful to see because some of them were pretty tightly contested too. Uh, and he was just really aggressive getting downhill tonight. Yeah, he he looked real smooth finishing. And uh, again, it, it, you think back to that Philly game and how everything kind of just got clunky. And and I I go back to that you know that that one play um, out of the timeout that that Matisse Thibel got to him on mm-hmm. and blocked the shot and from that. From there on, everyone was a little tentative, and there, I, I feel like again, the film work, the practice, it's like, oh my God, they they saw what we saw, obviously, and he came out tonight like that's not happening, um, yeah. and and it showed up big time. You're right. It was, in fact, one time, one of those, uh, I think Quinn was like, man, that was like a warm up layup, yeah, <laughs> because it just went in so smooth and and finished so easy. And kind of, kind of used to it being a little more harrowing when it goes in there. So, um, but yeah, he, he he was kind of slow getting going too, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, turned on the offense because you know the way threes were falling, you know, Lamb was cooking, and um, you know, Sabonis hit a couple early threes, and it was like, you know, we got this big lead, and there was no no uh, press to get get the points going, but then everybody ended up kind of getting theirs. It was kind of nice. I mean, even every, every uh, starter had at least two threes. And um, so everything worked out at the end of the game, but it was just, um, it seemed like everybody kind of got it in the flow and just played their game. Yeah, definitely. It, that, that was very indicative. Just watching the guys play. I thought the, the ball movement was fantastic tonight too. I think uh, the last Week of games, the the ball movement hasn't felt quite as good as it was earlier in the season. And I thought tonight, I mean, you know, you can of course point out they they scored the most points that they have all year. Um, yeah. But it it I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it really just showed through. Like the ball movement was just incredible tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, they had few turn few too many turnovers, probably. Yeah. Um, but again, they did get a little cute with some of the passes they were trying to make. That's yeah. for sure. But. Yeah. Uh, Regardless, I thought it was but a good again, sign. It goes back to that assertiveness. I mean, just that, you know, taking it out of and you, you, you know, I guess if you're going to make mistakes, um, you want them to be of the 
uh, assertive kind and not trying to be tentative. Exactly. Um, well, somebody who was certainly assertive tonight, I mean, TJ McConnell, uh, oh one of the things that I was thinking about during this game today and watching him play, uh, especially in that uh, when he, he stole the out-of-bounds, uh, the, um, the out-of-bounds play, uh, stole mm-hmm. the inbound, um, and that led to a bucket. You know, I was just thinking right away about, A, how good he's been this year, uh, B, how important he is for the team is uh, obviously is uh, – you know, we're not as privy to how big of a, a leader he is in the locker room. It seems like pretty, pretty imperative to that. Uh, but yeah. in terms of the energy and, and on-court leadership that he brings, um, that's pretty clear. You know, and just in seeing a how much, I, I, you know, how how much Nate Bjorkman trusts him and how much the team trusts him. Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, I don't know if you remember this, but. Uh, about a month before the season, I mean, we were having talks about is TJ McConnell going to be a salary cap cut? You know, like oh, it wasn't yeah. something I that know. was like fully reported or anything. But um, I mean, there was the chance that he wasn't going to have his contract guaranteed. And I just think about right now, like if this team doesn't have TJ McConnell, that is, uh, it's a very different team and, and definitely not for the better. Yeah. And, you know, it when he was out, um, you know, we had his uh, son. It it showed up. I mean, he was missed. Yeah. Even though you know, you look at the box score of most games, and you know, maybe you would say he wouldn't be missed, but it's just that energy, and even just getting one or two of those steals. I mean, especially on the inbounds, getting getting one a game. It's like um, that has to drive opposing coaches nuts because you know mm-hmm. they're just like. All right, we got to watch McConnell on the inbounds, but yeah, you know, he's gonna be there. You know, and every time it's just like he's he's lurking and then jumps in there and gets one. Um, but also, just you know, sometimes um, they just need him, you know, probing with the ball and, and making things happen offensively. And I know there's sometimes in in certain lineups and certain games where it's like. He's a liability out there on the offensive end because teams are just leaving him alone, especially if it's you know like a zone or some situation. But he usually finds a way to make a positive impact. Um, and again, like you say, that energy—he's always talking both to the opponents and and the team. And and um, it's you know the value of him is certainly what what they're getting for him uh, for for that salary for sure is worth it. Um, and, it, and it would be interesting, it, you know, to see what this team would be without him, um, considering the injuries they've had so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, so well, the last thing I want to hit on too, um, how did you feel about Goga's minutes tonight? I, I was, I thought he, I thought he looked solid tonight. Yeah, he looked fine. He didn't, I thought he would get a few more in the second yeah, half. Um, I was kind of thinking so too. Um, that's like the only real gripe I had with the game. I thought that he could have probably played, you know, three or four more minutes. I would have liked to see, you know, 10 to 12 Goga minutes, but um, it yeah. is very difficult to complain about a 20 point win. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was fine. Um, it was a couple of times inside, or maybe just one time, but I just, sometimes he gets a ball and he's just like waiting for everybody to jump and yes. then waiting for them to jump again. And it's like, and that, you know, goes to that assertiveness piece, you know. Um, it's like – and a couple of times, too, on rebounding and things, I'm like, okay, we just got to keep 
strengthening those hands and getting it, you know, a little more solid. So you feel more comfortable going through contact and trying to finish um, without having to, you know, make sure guys are on the ground. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But regardless, I mean, I think it's been cool, you know, seeing him start to grow up a little bit through games and and develop um, even in just like little small spurts. Like I think just in terms of as a defender, he's gotten way better um, compared to where he was last year. Not yeah. just blocking shots, but I mean, he's he's getting a lot better at figuring out when he should block shots and, and when he shouldn't sometimes and whether or not, you know, how to contest things like the closeout he had the night. He had a closeout. I, I think it was on um, mm, yeah. might have been on. I think it was on John Conchar. Um, he had the yeah the closeout to the short corner. Um, that was fantastic. That was like the best closeout mm-hmm. that any of the any of the bigs have had this year. So that was really nice. Um especially considering some of the poor closeouts that he has had this year is it was really good to see that one. Um, but yeah, again, it's hard to really gauge his minutes. He had that, the, the one foul that he drew was like one of the weirdest fouls that I've ever seen. Um, he did like another one of those, like just kind of <laughs> tossing the ball back over his head and he got a foul out of it, but it was a, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little wonky. Yeah. I, mean, I, I find it funny too. And I, I feel like you're right. He like seems more comfortable defensively, um, but it's funny whenever he gets whenever he fouls somebody, it's like he's constantly talking, and I feel like I don't know if he's talking to himself or he's talking to somebody saying, you know, what should I be doing? But um, it seems like he's always like, you know, at least thinking what he should be doing, what where he should be, and and how he messed up. So um, you know, there's no better teacher than the experience out there. So. Um, but it, it is good to see him get in there and get a few minutes. And, you know, if he can shave it, you know, two or three minutes off here or there for miles and some bonus, um, then all the better as well. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, last thing that I do have on this game, Doug McDermott was uh, – it, it was pretty good tonight. Like, it, it looked more like last year's Doug than this year's Doug, and that's not a, it's not a bad thing. I mean, last year's Doug was good, but um, he played – I think like the eighth fewest minutes tonight, which is very undug like considering how things have been. Um, but luckily mm-hmm. the Pacers did not need him to, to come in and score 28 points tonight. Uh, but I did want to say uh, a friend of mine, Andrew Lawler, uh, he writes over at the playground. He, he wrote a really good article. Um, I, I actually, Tom, I talked to him about, um, you know, Doug's shooting splits and how different they are between home and away. Oh, he did home and away. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And yeah, he did a really interesting deep dive on it that I encourage people to read. I'll uh, I'll I'll link that in the description below. But it was a uh, it was a really uh, really fun read. Um, but again, we're we're hopeful. I mean, Doug had the new haircut tonight; was looking fresh. Uh, so he <laughs> he had a solid game in the field house. So maybe he just needs to get a new haircut every time that, uh, that he's back in Indy. Uh, who knows? Uh, did you have anything else you want to add on this game before we uh, hit on Milwaukee a little bit? Um, no, I think, you know, I hit it all. I, I, I appreciate that, that Grizzlies team, I guess I'll give them some. Yeah, they're, some, they're uh, fun. They're a good proppers. team. They're a, they're a fun team to watch. And I know uh, they got a lot of local guys. Desmond Bain in particular had, mm-hmm. had a nice game. And, and I know he's been working out locally the last three years to even get in position to play and to see all that work coming to fruition um, is incredible, um, especially when, you know, you, you, you see a guy working like that, you know, all these guys have been doing that, um, the guys that make it. So um, that, that was pretty cool um, to see him out there 
ball like that. And obviously they're they're extremely shorthanded as well, mm-hmm. um, like the Pacers are. And you gotta appreciate the effort that they they give you. And um, you know, even when the Pacers got that big lead, they're on a bat to bat. They you know they they kept grinding to the end. So um, I I'm I'm glad the Pacers you know didn't let up and and uh, uh, didn't let a team like that keep grinding away and get back at him. And so, um, yeah, good W all around. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, well, looking at the Milwaukee Bucks, um, so obviously the Bucks are 12 and eight right now. So I would automatically like to come out and say that that completely undersells how good that team is. I mean, their expected win loss right now is 15 and five. They're first in the NBA in net rating, despite only being 12 and eight. Um, their defense is currently 15th in the league, and their offense is first. Their defense is way better than 15th. Um, they have, like, the weirdest um, shooting anomalies happening to them in the NBA currently. Uh, so that's kind of bolstering why that, de- you know, the defensive rating looking like it does. Uh, so this is this is very much so just as good of a team uh, as last year in, in terms of them coming into this matchup tomorrow. Uh Obviously, this team has really, really struggled with Milwaukee over the last couple of years. Outside of uh, the one, I, I think the last time that they beat Giannis was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was the Thad game when Thad Ooh. was just like yes. insane. And that's one of the things that I think is so funny. Uh, there are very few people who can defend Giannis one-on-one. And like Thad Young was one of the guys like Thad was really good at defending Giannis one-on-one without being a total zero on the offensive end. Um, you know, as good as you can defend Giannis, I should say, it's pretty yeah. much impossible to guard him one-on-one, but uh, Thad yeah, was all- I remember that game vividly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, remember when Thad won, uh, he was conference player of the week that one year. Um, I think it was, it was the year Vic went out. He put up like a, like a 20 and 10 week in like four or five games. I want to yeah, say that was part that, of the stretch. You know, the, the, obviously the, the key with, with Giannis in that game in particular is like he's always in a spin and it, we, they just had someone there um, whenever he spun. Now, I do I do remember, I don't want to be a complete buzzkill here, but <laughs> Giannis had, been, had sat out the game before the ankle injury. Yeah. Um, and so he probably was about 90% in that game, but nonetheless, um, he was playing and he was doing his usual thing and just getting stoned in the land, um, mainly just by great positioning defense by side. So um, now this team doesn't have that. <laughs> um, obviously uh, the Pacers team, obviously, and it, the matchup situation is, is going to be different because, um, you know, with Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, um, you know, have that active guy who can bring the side. So it'll be interesting to see um, if Bjorkman cooks up anything special um, or if they, you know, how they approach it. Um, but uh, hopefully they don't just let them run rough shot because that's no fun either. Yeah. Well, what's tough is that this is probably uh, just in terms of looking at the matchups defensively, if you're looking at it just one-on-one. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday is pr- – probably not going to be defended by Malcolm uh, just because based on how, how everything has gone, Malcolm's probably going to defend Chris Middleton and Chris Middleton's six foot eight. I mean, yeah. he's a full size wing. Um, 
So you'd imagine Drew Holiday's probably being defended either by Justin uh, or by Jeremy Lamb. And then that leaves Dante mm-hmm. DiVincenzo, who's even faster than Drew Holiday. Uh, so, or now nah, he's probably not faster than Drew Holiday, but he's right around the same kind of shifty guard. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, it could go either way with, with Justin or Drew on those guys. Um, and then Giannis. I mean, Giannis is probably getting defended by Miles, right? I don't I don't love it for him. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think they're going to have no, to do a lot no, of things to That's what I'm saying. There's no there's no good answer here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting so, cuz they experimented with that a little bit in the last game against Milwaukee last year when Giannis was healthy. Um so I th- and he looked okay on him. Giannis just had an awesome game. Uh so this is obviously mm-hmm. a huge matchup for Miles, but the the problem is you just don't want Miles to get into foul trouble. Um so I and again, that's not a discredit to him. That's just Giannis is so freaking good. He's so freaking fast. Um, it's just so tough to match up with him. Uh, and then, I mean, Brooke Lopez is shooting well from three again this year. So that's tougher on Domas because yeah. he can't sink into driving lanes as much and be a help defender there. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of um, – I'm let's just say I think this is going to be one of the games that I'm most excited for, for seeing how Nate Bjorkman cooks up things. Uh, on the defensive end, because this is a very, very tough uh, across the board matchup. And they have a lot of size off the bench too. I mean, Bobby Portis has been really good this year. He's a good offensive big, Uh, just a couple of good wings off the bench. Uh, I don't know. I'm interested for this matchup. And, and they, you know, I feel like whenever they've just been way too much for the Pacers to handle, it's been that three point shooting. Yeah. Um, they're shooting ridiculously well from three this year. And, they have and, and like seven or eight guys shooting thing, 40% yeah. and above. Yeah. It's almost like you got to catch them on a night when they're not burning it, and then you have a chance. Um, that type of thing. Um, so, you know, they're, they're obviously doesn't set up well on back to back when they've been wrestling and, and Pacers got to travel. And so um, everything's against the Pacers tomorrow, but a lot of times that's when they've. Uh, up and been their best um, over the past few years. So um, again, yeah, you're right. It, it's just all. Of, uh, this is another situation this year where it's like, oh, it's going to be fun to see what they're going to do different under Bjorkman. Um And you know, it's been there's been some struggles against these better teams. So um, we'll see see what we can we can do tomorrow night. Yeah, most definitely. Um, well, Tom. I am certainly excited to talk about the game tomorrow. Uh, see how it goes. So this, okay. It's at seven tomorrow, correct? Um, I think. You know what? Let me check. I think it's at seven. I hope it's at seven. Uh, it sounds kind of terrible, but I literally, uh, you know, tonight I saw the game I was at Milwaukee, eight. You know, it was it was yeah. hard to handle the game even being at eight. I was like. I know they're having it the. Uh, okay, it's a seven. Yeah, that was. I'm still recovering from the Western Conference road trip. Uh, my sleep schedule has <laughs> never gotten back. It is at seven tomorrow. Perfect. Uh, so we've got it. it made. Okay, I was thinking they're on uh, Central Time, but cool. Well, they're doing it. It's um, they've been changing the times a lot just because of COVID testing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like flying an airplane, like the because the Grizzlies were in the Central Time Zone last night. It, um. They had to wait till eight o'clock for the testing to be legit for some reason. I don't know all the rules behind it, but um, so the league's been just 
floating out time changes here and there um, based on this stuff. So it's kind of, I know folks down at the field house are kind of running around <laughs> trying to get the right times and, and make sure they can, um, everybody's, everybody's in sync down there. So good times. Yeah, most definitely. Well, uh, we will be seeing tomorrow. Uh, excited for the matchup. To everyone listening, of course, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, for following along and continuing to uh, keep up with us. Um, have a good rest of your day and go Pacers. <laughs>